Hey, it's J. Mark Accento here, broadcasting to you from the end of the world. Here to say happy Pride Month to each and every one of you. I know we're coming up to the end, but this has been a really important month and a really incredible month. As you all who have been listening to us this entire time know, um, Twilight is gender fluid and pansexual. And the people involved in this program are either identifying along the LGBTQ spectrum or have loved ones along the spectrum. But even if we didn't identify and even if we didn't have loved ones, it doesn't change the fact that it is important to be there for others and to care about others, especially those who aren't often respected or heard. So with that being said, as you all may know, we're selling pride shirts with Twilight on the front. Kylo himself has been showing his support with the shirts, and uh, we are donating half the proceeds for those shirts to the National Center for Transgender Equality. Well, we still have quite a few days left to finish out the month. I am extremely excited to say that we have raised almost $300 already, which is immense. And I know, Kylo, it's huge. So I just wanted to say thank you to all of you who've already gotten a shirt. If you have not yet, you can find a link to buy the shirt on our website, www.tfucast.com. And uh, that's it for now. And Kylo and I will see you after the show. Thanks. Previously on Tabletop for the End of the World. We were only kids when they officially took over true reality five years ago. Yang told me he had plans for us, but all we've been doing is hanging out in this stalking, sorry excuse for a hospital. He has a plan, and I believe in him. This is our territory now. Wanna fight for it? <laughs> yeah? What we need is to have ourselves a solid team. We shall make him look entirely incompetent, steal his map, steal his key, and we'll bring it right to the Devil Knight. There's a devil? With a fake eye. To make this plan work, I need that fake eye. All I know about Induk is he is extremely vain. Twilight folds up the angel one and the conviction one. We faking a fight right now, dude? Ooh, he's got him in the toehole. I'm curious, how do you like the taste of silver? You brought silver here? You have silver? Promptly picks up Vert and throws Vert straight at Henry with all their might. I was hoping you might accompany me today. Not interested. I do believe you made a promise. Did you not? Search him. Is all of this really necessary? Indeed. Let us promise to be honest with each other. Moving forward, young Mitch. I do not trust you. And you do not trust me. He is clear. Except for... What is this? It's a pen. Yep. So if I can get that back... Uh, we got a game today, and I got stuff... Destroy no, it! No, what are you doing? You can't just... We will have no witnesses to this, young Mitch. You are a rocking son of a And that is why I want you to work with me. I see. It's not a terrible plan. See, it is the only way. We must work together. What do you say? I guess I'm in. Are you certain? 
You cannot look back from this. I want to take out Potribliat as much as you do. And you understand what this means for your colleagues? They may never trust you again. I... Whatever's necessary. Yes. Whatever's necessary. Good day, good day, my lovely, lovely listeners. I, Robin, am back once again with your daily wisdom. And a very, very happy pride to all of you. That's right. This month we are celebrating the things that we can all be proud of. Like marketable love. As you know, we at Poetry Black Corporation are in full support of any and all genders, sexualities, furries, and radiosexuals, as long as they have the appropriate branding. For example, prior to Poetry Black Corporation's taking over true reality, the flag of lesbian representation was once a, a, a purple flag with what appears to be an on it why this is in no way acceptable as it implies a great many things like violence and the the black triangle reminds people of a darker history where women were harmed for loving other women rather than accept that we have made diligent strides in making sexuality palatable which is why we have introduced the only pride flag lesbians need, complete with the official Potriblatt logo and an image of two lips smashing together. Now, your lesbianism's most marketable feature is front and center. But enough about history. We here at Potriblatt Corporation believe in the future. And our future is... Of course. Radio sexuality. What is it? What does it mean for the future of our species? Stay tuned as I detail exactly how radio sexuality can be a benefit to each and every one of you. Absolutely do that. Really? I would very much appreciate it. I just have so many questions. <laughs> Me too. I mean, the resemblance is uncanny. See, so you say. If you could find some way to pull the vitals from your time in true reality, I would be grateful. Hey, what's up? Ah, not a mucho, Jamark. Kevin here was just telling me about his little episode he had yeah, when he first it's woke. it's really weird, but she just looks like... Hey guys, if you don't mind, I'd like to get started. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, see, si. I will be on my way then. Gracias, Kevin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Adios. All right. So can we... Wait, is Manny on? Yeah, I'm here. Got bored listening to Kev flirt with Amelia. I wasn't flirting. I, I was... I mean... He's teasing you, Kev. Come on, let's just take a second and play. Mitch? Wait, what happened to your eye? Are you okay? Nothing. Nothing, nothing. Training. Yank's teaching me self-defense moves is all. Okay, um... As long as you're alright, uh... You, you ready to play? Yeah, no, I'm good. Um, you guys good? Ready to start? Yeah. Let's do this. Let's hit it off right now. Let's get going. Let's jump into it. You guys remember you, uh... Uh, J-Mark has, uh, some posters in his inventory now. You seem to be having a midlife crisis about what posters are illusions. Uh, yes, I believe you gathered, it was two potions, right? Uh, posters, right? Yeah, I got the first poster, which name I forgot, and I got the, uh, the last poster. The first poster and the last poster. I think it was, like, yes. Conviction and the Angels one, I think? Yes, you, yes, you got Convictions and Silver Did you click okay. the yeah. map back? Uh, the map was definitely an illusion, so that one was put. But you gotta wonder, is Mitch that subtle? I might be. I mean, you don't know what kind of stuff I could be up to. <laughs> um, so yeah, convictions and silver linings, and you've seen Ingdok's office now, and Ingdok has broken up your little play fight, and now you guys are off to, I assume, the first class of the yeah, and we also, just a reminder, guys, we all took four damage from uh, Ingdok's uh, Thunder Wave. Yes. Good call. Gracias for that. I know, I could have lied, but I figured. <laughs> no, I have that marked. So we all took four damage. Yes, and it's funnier to me because of that. Everybody took four damage. Everyone. It wasn't just Twilight this time. Oh, no. I took four damage. Gerhardt took four damage. Gerhardt's mom took four damage. Gerhardt's mom, sir? That's impressive. The labyrinth took four damage. Oh no! The walls are collapsing! They only had one HP! We're now free from the devil prison. Game over. You did it, guys. You just had to make Ingdok mildly perturbed. Yatta. <laughs> That's all it took to bring this whole facade crashing down around your ankles. <laughs> I love it. Like so many pairs of pants. <laughs> As, you, as the three of you enter a lecture hall, you see that it could easily seat 100 in its stacked stadium seating. But there are not, in fact, all 100 devils in here. There seems to be only roughly a third of you. Ingdok, uh, after you all come in, you see Ingdok enter the room and go towards a podium. He seems to be uh, in his human disguise still, dressed in the most expensive suit you have ever seen. It is made of some kind of fabric that literally shimmers in the light. He waves a wand at the back wall of the room, and an image appears of a little girl running with a puppy in a field of flowers. And he says, We need mortals with vulnerabilities. We like to call them marks, or rubes. So let's talk about what makes a good rube. Mortals have something called ideals, and he finger quotes the word ideals. Ideals are concepts, but through mortal willpower, they are able to make these concepts a reality. This is the power we seek to harvest. So, do you want your mark to have ideals or not? He puts this forth to the class, and you see everyone 
is sort of like shying away from raising their hands. Uh, a lot of people are like looking left and right, you know, checking each other's like, you want to say something? Who's going to say something? Uh, Vart raises his hand. Ah, yes, you, disguised as a, um, goodness, what are you, some kind of goblin? Um, I think so. <laughs> I, I just sort of grabbed one off the shelf. Um. Ah, uh, yes, well, we, we do with what we can. Uh, your answer, we... please. Do? Yes, very good. What was your name? Uh, Metron. Metron. Ah, Metron, well done. Keep an eye on you. Yes, you want mortals with ideals. Ideals are a great way in. Learn what a person believes, and then... And uh, another slide appears. A big text says, Be their friend. The next slide uh, shows up on the back wall, and it's titled, How to Make Friends. Twilight raises their hand and says, What are your ideals? I'm glad you asked. Well, you see, originally, my ideals were simply to gain enough sentience to break my way out of being a horrible lemur. It is a disgusting reality, as I'm sure we've we've all achieved past at this point. We all, we've all lived that, that horror nightmare the first thousand years in one of the hells. As I obtained sentience and I began thinking more about my life, and he seems to be like way into pontificating here. He's getting into it, he's like readjusting his tie, he's like smoothing down the jacket as he talks, and he starts pacing the room. I've found that the most important thing is the accumulation of power by any means necessary. And power, you see, power is obtained through any number of things. You don't need to necessarily have power to make more of it. All you simply need to do is convince someone to give their power to you. And if enough other people give their power to one person, that person becomes very powerful. It's actually... Will you give your power to me? Oh, I'm sure one day when you are all working underneath me as I am the archdevil of this new hell, I will be able to grant large swaths of power to all of you so that you may continue to supply mortals' willpower energy to me. But if you give more power to me, I could then give more power to you. Exactly. You get it. But what if I don't have any power at all? But I convince you that I do. Then, you can simply give your power to me under false pretexts, and I have to give you nothing in return. It is, uh, what's the word? It is victorious for me to do so. Sounds like a pyramid scheme. Oh no, no pyramids in hell. Not unless you're Tiamat. Uh, where? <laughs> <laughs> Someone read his lore pamphlet. Thank you, Manny. That brought a smile to my face. <laughs> and Torn goes back to snoring and sleeping, but somehow with one arm and two crooked fingers pointing at the speaker. Class has been going 20 seconds. You're already asleep. And giving the nice European F you to the teacher. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> I heard that uh, in Europe they don't have true reality. What, what did uh, they do over there? Yeah. I have no idea. I mean, with the parts of it that are still above sea level, they're mostly like nomadic, but on ships, I don't know what that what that word is for that. I mean, I heard rumors they mostly play baseball. Baseball. Mm. I'm gonna check the archives for that. Yeah. I can't imagine what life would be like uh, roaming around like like that. I guess it would have to be something like being stuck in the bunker. Just moving. I don't know. 
Exactly. Like, at least they get to move. At least they get to be outside. I haven't seen the outside of the city since, like, I was, like, five. Hmm. I didn't even know we had an outside that we could, like, get to. Oh, God, yeah, I forget. You're the little baby. Dude, there's so much out there. I've seen so many pictures. It's so tough to say, like, one of these is, like... It's tough to know which ones are are real and which ones are fabricated. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Either way, it's mm -hmm. all irradiated and filled with beasts. Yeah, that's what they tell you, but... That's what I'm living. Right. Sorry, I'm, I didn't... I'm not trying to be, like, disrespectful or anything, man. I know you live out there. I know you've, you've found a way out, and honestly, one day, dude, I hope I can come just see... I don't know. Whatever trees are like by you, dude. And the dogs. Not many trees. There's the ocean. It's a beautiful, glowing shade of red. Do you know? Do you know which ocean? I assume all of them. I, I guess yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. doesn't really matter anymore. Yeah, once those things start breaking apart. Uh, well, it does mean no. that Europe might have an o like a ship that can float on that ocean. Yeah, instead of dissolving. Yeah. It'd be nice. Uh, Either way, we're getting sorry. Hmm. I I, it's no, it's fine. I'm tired I got, today. I'm no, I was the same way. It's fine. Um, yeah. Um, uh, making here. friends, making yeah. friends. Yes. Uh, Ingdok's talking about um, the key factor when it comes to making friends is to convince your target that you share their ideals. Remember this handy mnemonic device. Make them believe that you believe what they believe. And then you see that on the board. Make them believe that you believe what they believe. Uh, in, in beautiful uh, spiraled calligraphy. Once they see you as an ally, that's when you can start manipulating. Now, any questions before we move on? He once again beckons the room for hands. Torn races a hat. Ah, yes, you, uh, lizard folk. How would you go about fooling, say, and then just gestures to himself, a paladin who can see through most glamours and detect all evils? Ah, uh, paladins. That, that is a lovely little trade-off there. Paladins are a very good get. You are correct. Uh, dressing like a paladin is actually the first step there. Paladins live very strongly by their ideals, we find, and so one of the best ways to manipulate them is, as I've said, you follow these basic steps. Be their friend, convince them you have the same ideal, and then before long, you can convince them to corrupt those ideals by convincing them that it's for those ideals. Do you understand what I mean? All too well. Good. I mean, I really don't want to cover all of this now. That's more for for your corruption workshop, which I believe this class will move on to next. But for the most part, what we'd like to talk about here is simply picking out corruptible ideals in mortals. So I have a little workshop for you just to see what we've picked up here in our lecture. In this exercise, we are looking to scout a target and you come across this little girl and her winged creature here. And he returns to the picture of the little girl and she's riding on her puppy, of course. Uh, they're, in a, they're in a field of flowers. It's a beautiful, sunny day. Ingdok says, We need to identify her ideals, then prove that she can be manipulated and corrupted. Go. And he just 
kind of walks out of the room and leaves you to discuss it. Hmm. Vert goes over to where the illusion, I'm, I'm guessing this little projection is. Yes, there is some kind of something projecting this image onto the wall of the classroom. Okay. Vert walks over to the little girl on the the dog and um, hello. Is the, you said you walked over to the dog? Well, no, to the girl. She's running the dog, the puppy. Yes. Oh. Oh, this is a this is a two-dimensional image on a wall. No, I thought this this was this a, is the, literally an actual like illusion. Literally image. an Excel point okay. presentation. I mean, you still do it. Yeah, no, I, I still walk over to hello. <laughs> yeah, he still does. Yeah, he's, baby, he's he's very convinced. Uh, the wall does not <laughs> respond to you. Twilight goes, you have, you have to introduce yourself. Then it'll talk back. So, Ingdok uh, has left the room, and we're all kind of just sitting around looking at each other. Yes, uh, other other groups within the room have sort of, uh, they've sort of clustered, and they seem to be discussing the image on the wall, trying to pick her apart based on the the single image you see here. You want, like, more description of... Of the the image, do you want to run uh, the exercise? No. It's just a girl riding a dog, yeah. right? Yeah, it's a girl. She's wearing a um, she's wearing like a fine dress, like a nobility's dress. She seems to be about seems to be maybe seven, eight years old. She has short cut hair with a tiara on. Um, the dog is uh, about eight feet long, has two sets of wings, one on its shoulders over its um over its forelegs, and one on the, the sort of mid-back. It has two mouths that divide at the middle, like two separate snouts and three eyes. It is a shade of, like, fuchsia, like a pink-purple, all the way down its 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 mm. scales. Virgo's back over to Torn and Twilight. Well, okay. So, they're gonna... Inkdoc's gonna come back. He's gonna ask questions about what we think is going on. Um... Why don't we say we would offer her power over her parents? Because we 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 know how um, controlling they can be and and how uh, stifling they can be, and sort of play off of his sort of, you know uh, ideals or if a demon actually has them. Well, what I was thinking is, what if? We offered her a cuter dog, because it looks like she really loves that dog. But does she love it because it's her dog, or does she just love it because it's a dog? What if we offer her a better dog? Well, I have an idea. Like something she'd get rid of the dog for. What's your idea, Torn? I mean, I mean, Tyrannosaurus. <laughs> it's, a uh, as Twilight says Torin and fix it to Tyrannosaurus, a head does turn your way. Like a head in the classroom, but then there's like, uh, oh, whatever, and turns back. Torinosaurus. <laughs> As I was saying, staring daggers at Twilight. Vert shaking his head. What if we leave a trail of meat pies to a portal to Devil Prison, and when she reaches the last pie, you shove her in? <laughs> Twilight slowly looks at Torin, a little bit disturbed. Like, how did he come up with something so specific? It's worked on many a villain in the past. Although the portal isn't really a portal to hell so much as a hole filled with spikes. Is this like a is this like a Hercules thing? Like the the other members of the Order of Hercules? It's slain many a Minotaur, I tell you. <laughs> it sounds like a Torin thing specifically. 
It does. Minotaurs and children are not that different. <laughs> All right, would you guys uh, would you guys say you have a plan then? Uh, it, it sounds like you got, you got something else to push. Maybe. Um. I will say, remember, he's the goal was to identify her ideals and prove that they can be manipulated and corrupted. Oh, well, her ideal is that she really loves her dog and will do anything for her dog. Like, she, she loves animals. And so proof that it could be manipulated and corrupted would be if we did something that would involve her losing her dog. Like, having to choose between her dog and her family or something. I'm not, I can't tell you one way or another, can I? No, no well, no, I mean, until Ingdok returns or doesn't return. I guess I'm kind of like, I'm making sure you guys sort of have a plan before I send him back into the room. No, I like that as an answer. Um, yeah, if we're just going to go through okay. the exercise, then I would pick that. Okay, everybody, uh, give me a perception roll. Why don't you give us a perception roll? I told you to do one. Is that similar? Because that's what we're doing now. Uh, Twilight got 23. Cool. Vert got an 8. How fun. 16. So, Vert, you were very you were very involved in like thinking through the plan as you mm. all discussed it. Um, so you don't notice anything. Uh, Torin, you, uh, you notice that when someone, uh, accidentally said your name, you did pay attention to, to who that person was. That person is a, a man with long black hair and a, a great sword slung over his back. Obviously, you can assume this is another devil in disguise, but you just notice that there's a, a long black haired man with a, with a great sword. He was the one who looked. Uh, and then uh, Twilight, since Twilight rolled phenomenally, uh, you're looking at the podium when Ingdok re-enters, which means that you're able to see that he did not re-enter by walking through the door. He simply is in front of the podium now. What? And Yeah, and he says, Well, I've given you all time to deliberate, and I'd now like to know what you have to say. Uh, if you believe you have an answer, again, what are her ideals, and... What would be a roundabout way to manipulate and corrupt them? Uh, eager beavers, go ahead and raise your hand. Uh, Twilight raises their hand and offers their answer that I said earlier. Yes, you with the unimaginative disguise. Hi. It points at Twilight, yeah. Hi, I'm Albin Sight, and I love your work. Uh, really admire what you're doing here. Um, so, we believe, collectively... And uh, Twilight gestures to the whole class, as an entire class, that the girl's ideals are clearly compassion and love for her pet. And so we think the best way to corrupt her is to turn her pet against her. And she has to choose between her life and the life of her pet. There are a few people in the class who sort of give you a little clap, Twilight, and there are a few people who give you a little scowl. Ingdok's like, yes, not bad, not bad. A little basic. Uh, how about uh, how about you there? And uh, he points to the black-haired man with the greatsword, who has his hand up and is eagerly shaking it. And he's like, well, you see, we noticed that she has uh, fine jewelry about her, meaning that one of her ideals is likely her own fanciful wealth. And so I suspect... One thing we could do to corrupt her would be to put her in a situation where she has to choose between her life and the life of the dog. At her young age, we suspect she may be susceptible to 
eating the dog. And that way, in that way you see, she would be going against her ideals of, I believe, as this, as this person said, uh, compassion and care for their loving animal. And Ingdok, uh, he, be- he begins to clap. He's like, oh, that is wonderful, wonderful. And what is your name? Says, uh, Cipheline. Yes, wonderful work, Cipheline. Twilight mumbles under the breath, more like Cephalus. The uh, black-haired man. You know what? I'm going to roll a perception, see if he heard you. Ooh, yes, he did. <laughs> 19. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm going to say that's that's a good enough roll to pick up on your whisper, if you were trying and saw you mumbling about. Yep. And uh, he says, uh, yes, yeah, some of us are named after greatness, Alvin Sight. Some of the best suffering the world has ever seen. And some of us are named after gross gross on people's genitals that really are just unsightly and hard to look at. Seems familiar, doesn't it, Syphilis? And Twilight tilts their head mockingly. Syphiline bows to you honorably, and he says, Game respects game. I keep forgetting what kind of world we're in. (laughs) (laughs) While Torn flexes threateningly behind Twilight. Yes, you do. Uh, In the the vein of that, you seem to have passed this first ridiculous test, and... uh, uh, Ingdok is is giving you all a, a quick shoo out of the room. He's like, and now it's time for all of you to move on to your next class, please. Um, You'll see the Professor Ingdok. Yes. How? Um, Al- Albin Scythe, right? I want to remember the names of the ones who are doing yeah. well. Yeah. How are you teaching all the classes at the same time? Oh yes. Ah, uh, you used to be a Lemure, huh? Well, you see, everyone here in this illusory castle is under an illusion. It only seemed fair that I do the same, right? Here, here. Tickle me. Like a good one. Like, really get in here. Cipheline is eyeing you uh, jealously. Twilight appreciates this and goes in to tickle um, Ingdok. And uh, at this moment, Twilight has established Syphilis as their um, school rival. (laughs) Everybody gets one. Please tell me Twilight pokes him in the, in the belly and he giggles, pressing his dough. You, you press no dough. You feel no dough pressed as you press against what you thought was his dough. Uh, your hand passes harmlessly through and the image wavers like the reflection on a pond of still water. You see, you don't get to this kind of luxurious position without a little multitasking. Oh. And he seems to he seems to believe that is sufficient explanation for you. Okay. And Twilight walks away, now aware that Ingdok is just like Davilica. Yep, except that Ingdok seems to be doing it with a hundred people simultaneously. Because mm-hmm. hmm. everyone, everyone can see him and is reacting to him. Meanwhile, by the way, no one has reacted at all to Debilica floating behind you guys this whole time. Not even Ingdok? No. No one's reacting. Okay, that sounds about right. Does it look like she's 
making herself fit in with the the surroundings or is she just floating there like she always normally has she's she's floating there like normal although she is she has been very quiet this whole time and she is um she's not drawing attention to herself and she looks very nervous (laughs) her body language is totally different it's withdrawn uh her arms are crossed um and she's she looks sort of you know inward Mm -hmm. Vert kind of lines up Torin between him and her and just kind of gives a thumbs up while looking over at her and then keeps Aww. going. Going to the next class, that is. Twilight saw Vert give the thumbs up at Debilica, but was like, if Vert was looking through Debilica, Vert would have seen Twilight, and Twilight gives a thumbs up back to help cover for Vert. Debilica looks back and forth between you two, kind of confused <laughs> for a moment, but she figures it out and gives Vert a, a- quiet nod and then puts her finger to her lips all right so they can detect her but uh only if she makes a scene and with that the whole class is beginning to move out into the hallway what do you do (laughs) uh so as we're going out into the hallway um vert looks over at twilight so um did you pick up the stuff from the store? Um, is there anybody else in the hallway? Yeah, everybody's in the hallway. They're moving between... It's a large, wide hallway, but there's only three classrooms in here, so everyone's kind of moving at the same time. It seems all of these classes concluded simultaneously. Okay. Well, I tried to find the campus store, but honestly, what I found, I'm not sure if what I was looking for, you know? I got a couple of things, the, though. I'm sorry, wait. You found the campus store? Um, Twilight looks at, I presume, the person who said that was Henry? Yeah, Henry's there. I was just about to bring Henry into the scene, but I'm pretty sure for there to be a campus store, I have to put one in? No. So what What were you going to say? Twilight yeah. was lying. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking oh. in code. <laughs> Twilight was, I mean, like... It, can, can I just make stuff up in your game, dude? Because I'll yeah, do it. A, if you, I kind of thought you were for a half second. I'm no, just like, no. oh, by the way, I found the campus store. Oh, dude, I found the girls' dorm, and it's so hot in there. We have slumber parties every night. And I'm like, who does this? There were marshmallow fights. And Bert just Jamie. probably looks concerned as Twilight's eyes are rolled in the back of their head as they converse with God. I am the god of your universe. And everyone else thinks that's just chill. Not the god thing, but the you eyes rolled back. You get mm-hmm. it. Anyway, I get what you're saying now. Wow. Okay. So. Give Elbenside a moment. They're just having a moment with Maud. So Twilight <laughs> Twilight looks at Vert again and makes like big elaborate, like I'm clearly making this up hand motions, goes, I went to the cat. <laughs> no, I didn't actually do that. <laughs> thank, thank you for adding your liar's hand motions. Um, just for you. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. I like to keep it rizzle. Roll for deception to vert. <laughs> you have deceived God, but really you've only deceived yourselves. <laughs> anyway, um so you're in the hallway. What are you actually doing now that I can be aware of it? Say that again? What what you doing? Um we Rather than make our way straight to our next class, because it looks like Ingdog only really appears within, like, the classrooms, uh, we make our way back to the dorm room first. The big, uh, 
kickball yeah. field dorm room. Sure. Kickball. I think it Feetball? Oh, it was kick called, field. It was called football. Oh, football yeah, that thing. Dorm room. Um, I mean, it, I guess that's not really... I guess like a, like an aircraft hangar would be... I should have just said that originally. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, I, I was really into the... I've been really into the archives. Nah, that's all good. You know, before. Um, anyway, so yeah, uh, it's, it's like an aircraft hangar. Um, and yeah, you're back in the dorms. It's empty apart from the three of you and uh, Henry saw you heading in there and he followed you in. Perfect. And what are you guys doing? Are we making a move? Did the did the fake fight work out? What's I going think so. on? Twilight climbs into their bunk bed with the blankets up and gestures for them to follow. <laughs> I just picture like a single hand Come inside my pretties. What? Come inside my pretties. Yeah, Henry's Henry's down. Torin just stands guard outside the blanket fort, arms crossed, one ear listening while eyes look everywhere. We have a a bouncer. It's the fanciest bunk bed this side of the plains. <laughs> Twilight takes out the two pieces of art, uh, Convictions and Illusions, um, and places them down in front. Has the Illusion magic uh, worn off of them yet? It has not. They still look exactly the same. It's Convictions and Silver Linings. And Silver Linings, sorry. Uh, yeah. Twilight looks to Henry and goes, Can you dispel it? Oh, uh, sorry. No, not my field, really. Pretty new to the sort of Illusion thing. Not really my school. Explosions. Now I could do a good explosion. Mm. You need to. I could bl- easily destroy either of these pieces of paper. We mm. can do that. Um, well, we don't even I know could... if these are the right ones yet. We got to figure it out. What about you, Bert? I don't think so. Um, no, I don't. I don't. What about you, virtuous friend who is a devil? Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> Whoa, virtuous devil! Oh man, you're deep undercover. As Torn kind of backhands what he assumes is Twilight's head. 26 damage. <laughs> Torin knocks out Henry. No, I was kidding. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't think I got anything. I mean, I, I too can destroy this thing um, six ways from Monday, but um, mm, no, no way to, to turn off the magic. Henry just kind of looks exhausted at you guys, and he's like, oh man, okay, I guess you really do need the cheater's key then. Cheater's key will... Let you see through an illusion for a brief period of time. It'll tell you which one's which. What? Well... That's what it's for. Okay. Well, how do we get it? Ink Doc isn't even physically here. You're gonna have to find his body. Oh. And, uh, and here. Uh, Henry digs into his pocket and he's got something in his fist and he, he's like, Alright, hold, hold your hands out. Hold your hands out. You're gonna like this. Uh, Vert holds his hands out. And he, like, kind of recoils it away. Henry's like, uh, this wasn't really for you, Metron. I'm not trying to be, like, you know, I'm not trying to be that guy. All right, all right. Twilight Twilight holds their hands out? Yeah, and he drops in a a glass eye. (gasps) Twilight got really, really excited. Yeah, he's like, I don't really know what you need it for, but, like, you said you needed it, and I'm your guy, you know? Twilight, Twilight puts a, a finger to Henry's human lips. Not uh, not certain where his actual lips are, but like the gesture makes sense. Goes, shh, 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 you have completed the ultimate task. And Twilight, uh, uh, Twilight cool. pockets the glass eye for now. Metron, I can't see. Is Abatron doing something stupid? 
Albin Sight. Whatever names. <laughs> names are stupid. Henry doesn't seem at all bothered no, by this. No, it, <laughs> this it's, it's fine. Everything's under control. Okay. Um, Henry, who did you take this class eye from? Oh, uh, One-Eyed Agonok. Perfect. He wasn't one-eyed when I met him. No, that's fair. That's fair. You're gonna want to make sure he doesn't know you have that. Does he know you took he it? He knows someone took it who looks like me. Oh, but you're just a guy. I'm just a guy. Oh. He's like, yeah. Oh, that's so cool. You have the best disguise. Hey. Medtron? Mm. I'm just a guy. <laughs> and then he winks at you. <laughs> and then he and then he gracefully like exits the bunk bed. <laughs> And Torin, you just see Henry like arms spread, walking backwards away from the bunk bed. <laughs> and he gives you he gives you like a nod, like Tyrannosaurus. We really should get back to class, or it's gonna get suspicious. All right, unless, unless we're making a move. All right, horny Abacus Megatron, let's go. <laughs> By your powers combined, I am a blown cover. <laughs> Hey there. Are you lonely? Do you have a secret love? Do you feel ashamed of yourself because of your disturbing attraction to the irradiated mutants living in the outer wasteland? Well, we here at Potriblat Corporation happily and joyously support your objectively upsetting choices for this entire month and only this month. Because everyone loves limited time offers. That's right, we are selling a wide range of radiosexual products like radiosexual blankets, mugs, and t-shirts, radiosexual backpacks, and of course, radiosexual skins accessible within true reality. Live out your wildest dreams by transforming your avatar into a true radioactive mutant. This deal is only available for this month, so be sure to buy now and get your free radiosexual and proud sticker complete with a gross mutant on the front. 100% of the proceeds will go back to Potriblat Corporation as a thanks for our overwhelming and vocal support of each and every one of you. It's, okay. It's uh, Twilight suck. goes. I have an idea about how we can do this, um, but it's a bit risky. And to be honest, I'm not entirely sure if it's going to work. Okay. Um. Let's let's hear the first part of it. What if we make the mark, the little girl, disappear? Are you including Henry in this conversation? I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, yeah, sure, she'd be gone. 
what's what's phase two? Well, I'm getting the sense that Ingok really likes looking good and really likes talking about himself. And the last thing he wants is his new position to look bad. So what if, with just a touch of magic, we make the little girl disappear, and then Ingdok is going to have to come and handle it himself? Cool. Um, not an illusionist. Uh, what's your play here? Do you trust me, Henry? He gives you a confident nod. Uh, roll your insight. Quick, Harvey, would you say this school is only 60 feet? Are you faking not knowing names now to cover for the missed names you did earlier? I just keep thinking up other names and I want to say them. No, he keeps say, he keeps he said earlier names are stupid, so he's just making up stuff up the entire time. Yeah, no, Torin by now would have long given up on stealth. He's filling out all my slots for my future NPCs. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, uh, my insight I got in. Uh, uh, got a blur. I got twenty five. Are you what? Did you nat twenty this? I rolled an eighteen. And then I got plus okay. four, and then I got plus two. That would be 24, but still good. <laughs> yes. Sorry, I math. It's all right. Math is theoretical. You also yeah. would have gotten um, 26, not 25. You're right, you're right, you're right. Anyway, yeah, that's what you I You were like, you trust me, and he gave you this nod, but this, like, the nod is like, yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I love it. Okay, uh, Twilight uh, leads them to the dungeon. Is it empty currently? No, there is a class filing in here. Okay. Uh, is Glass Eye Agonaut? You look around, but I think that's going to be a perception check to to pick him quickly out of a, a sea of 33 faces. Oh, God. You're also, a really face you've me. never seen before. Well, it's the you... one person with one eye. Uh, you're going to hate me for this. Is it a nat 20? Uh, close. Um, 22. Yeah, he's in there. Yeah, I rolled an 18 again. I'm sorry. He's in there. What you also see is a, um, a roster for which students have what class right now. And uh, you're not on it. Is Henry in this class right now? Yeah, Henry followed you Is guys. he supposed to okay. be? Twilight places the glass eye in Henry's hand. And Twilight says, hey, hey I need you to get Agonok's attention because you're the distraction, remember? I need you to get his attention with his glass eye and get everyone looking in this direction. And Twilight, meanwhile, slips to the side. Henry, away from well, the before you do that, before you do that, like Henry grabs their wrist and like slides the glass eye back into his into uh, their hand. Uh huh. And he like holds Twilight's gaze for a while mm-hmm. and says, "No, this was a gift. <laughs> I don't need it." <laughs> <laughs> and Twilight says. Okay, if you say so. I believe you. Uh, and he, uh, Henry reaches into, like, a satchel on his belt, and he reaches his hand into the satchel, and you can see, like, the illusion quivers a little bit to show that he he wasn't actually reaching into a satchel, he's reaching into something physically on him. Uh, And he pulls out a pointy stick, and he, he starts flying up to the top of the dungeon room, and he, like, gives you a look, like, like, is it go time? Uh, Twilight slips around close to the cage so that ev- when everyone turns around, they look up and towards Henry, while Twilight is, like, by Gerhardt at the cage. So wait, wait, that doesn't answer my question. He was giving you a look, no, no, like... No, I'm telling, I'm telling you I did that first. And then I look up at you... Henry and I say, yeah, I, I nod, like, it's go time. While Torin so stands like... at the exit, fists at the ready to keep it open. Let me break this down for myself. Torin's at the door... 
Twilight's slunk their way to the cage. All right. Well, I mean, you're going to, as you're doing that, people are like, hey, man, stop shoving. What's going on? And Twilight goes like, I want to see her. I need to. And Twilight, yeah, dude, and Twilight gestures for, uh, when Twilight finally gets to that front of the cage, uh, gestures for Henry to make Yeah, Henry movies. is flying above the crowd. Oh, wait, and what's Vert doing? Just so we know where everyone is. Uh, Vert is probably going to stand a little bit closer to where Torrin is. <laughs> yes, the two muscles. <laughs> um, yeah, and, no uh, companions. Henry's... Be ready for Project <laughs> Cannon. <laughs> roger, roger. Uh, Henry's got the uh, got the stick up in the air. He's flying above the crowd. Aganok, dude, check it. Remember this? And he's got the stick, and he's like, pokey, 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 pokey. <laughs> um, you see a a large half orc with one eye and a new eye patch turn towards the, the your flying friend Henry and draw double battle axes off of its back and roars a half orc's roar and then the image completely dissolves and what stands in front of you is a creature covered in spikes um it's a little a green lizard-like creature um but every square inch of its skin has a barb of various sizes jutting out from it, ranging from as long as a fingernail to as long as an arm. And it has a vicious-looking tail that is whipping around quickly. Um, and in each hand, those, those battle axes have become like smaller, reasonably-sized axes. But does it gotta go quick? <laughs> it must move at an accelerated speed. Oh man. Uh and it is it is pushing through the crowd, which the crowd's very eager to get out of its spiny way. As uh yeah, uh mayhem has erupted inside here. Perfect. Uh while the mayhem has erupted, Twilight looks towards Gerhardt and goes, Hey! Hey kid! Gerhardt! And this is the first time Twilight said her name, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. Gerhardt looks up at you. Um, wow, that was unexpected. Listen, who are you? You see the shadows over there? I need you to try to drag yourself over those shadows while this is happening. Uh, what shadows, bro? You're in a well-lit room. Um, Twilight says, just go to the very corner of the room. Of the cage. She eyes you for a second, uh, looks you over, and then moves just almost more curious than frightened to the corner of the cage, and then curls into a little, a little ball. Are you scared of the dark? No. Okay. What? No. I need you to be extremely quiet for at least ten minutes. Look, you don't have to patronize me, I got this. Twilight cast darkness on the little girl and makes it take up the corner of that part of the room where the cage kind of blends in with the wall to make it um, look like it's cast in shadow. I'm not sure that's how darkness works. It's an orb of darkness centered yeah. on a point. 
Yep, it's a 15 foot radius sphere, but it doesn't say that it can't go through walls. It's, it does spread around corners though. So I can make it so that it goes like, I can push it the center of origin further back. So it kind of juts out of a wall, basically. Um, so you're saying like you just want a very small arcing section of shadow. Yeah, so it kind of looks natural, but makes the girl look like she just- I'm, I'm gonna give this one to you. Yay! I'm gonna, okay, so you created an, a, an arcing dome of darkness around Gerhardt. Yeah, to make it look like she completely disappeared from the cage. When in actuality, it's just that, like, shadow. Okay, yeah, so there's just, there is a visible arc of darkness um, that goes, you know, through the cage. Um... But in the meantime, there is definitely a fight going on between Henry zipping around above and the wingless Agonok, who is desperately trying to swat at Henry. Twilight kind of looks at Vert and Torn and kind of like gestures for them to help add to this distraction to get Angok's attention, because like the girl is gone. I know Vert can make himself invisible. Could he have made the little girl invisible? Uh, yes, actually. Can we can we retcon a little bit and make it so that Vert makes her No, like I'm I didn't know Vert had that capability. Yes. This is why you yes. guys gotta speak up to my I, shit. I, can we make Vert make her invisible and I made the shadow? Like can we All these planning sessions, all these moments. Wow. <laughs> well, I did say make the girl disappear and somebody with the ability to do it didn't offer that up as a skill. Well, I <laughs> I'm just I'm realized gonna say it. like because I have the twin <laughs> spell ability. If... Here's what I'm gonna say. If Vert wants to try to turn Gearheart invisible, he's gotta figure out a way to deal with your magical darkness now, or you have to dispel your magical darkness. Well, I know she's in there. Yeah, you know she's in there. You you picked up what he's putting down. You know she's somewhere in the cage. But it's gonna be a little harder to find her. Um, in magical darkness, which shuts down even dark vision. Bert, remember the other project. Uh. Project Long Range Wizard. <laughs> <laughs> I throw oh, he's a sorcerer, you. But I'm into it. I throw you to twilight. They catch you. You use magic. Catch me with what? Their face. Long Range Wizard. <laughs> I mean, I I do enjoy flying, but um, let's. We've survived worse and done worse. We, we have. For the sake of making this a little more viable, let's assume that you know Twilight told Gerhardt to hide in a specific okay. corner. Of so the Vert's gonna try and ninja dodge his way over to the cage. Uh, is that going to require any yeah. special maneuvers? There is uh, sort of a fight going on right now. Um, you don't know how much time you have before Ingdok arrives, okay. so I'm going to give you a choice. You can take the long All way right. through the crowd, uh, or you can try to sprint through the fight where there's more of an opening um, in the floor. Or Torn can throw you over the fight. Or Torn can try an athletics roll to, I guess, Remember, shot Remember, I have athletics. This is also true. You know what? Let's, let's go with option three. 
Oh my god, are we going with Project... What's it called? Long Range Wizard. (laughs) (laughs) Or Sorcerer. Project LRW is a go. Alright. I'm ready. Or maybe Artillavert. Oh, I like that. Artillavert. (laughs) Artillametron, excuse you. No, no, no. 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 This is for us. Yeah, for us it's Artillavert. I will roll my athletics. (laughs) Yells Torn into the ether. (laughs) (laughs) He shouts into the melee. To no one in particular. Okay. I'm on the edge of my goddamn seat right now. So 14 plus 5, 19. 19. 19. Oh, let's let's give it to you for a 19. If you were going to say I needed a 20 to make it, I would somehow long range punch you in what's left of your nards. They say that like 15 is good for very hard rolls. Um, I'm willing. I'm willing mm-hmm. to give you this one. It seems like it'll be really funny and cool. This should so. be interesting. Oh, cool. Yeah. So yeah, you've. Uh, what does it look like, Torin? Torin scoops up Vert, puts him in the palm of his hand, puts Tor Vert's belly in the palm of his hand, puts <laughs> one arm out, cocks the other arm back, and launches Vert in a spiral straight to Twilight. You did watch the football archives. Wait, hasn't he been making references to it this whole time? Is that what you mean by a linebacker? I didn't even pick up on it. I'm such a fool. I mean, it's a gnome fronter, really, but uh, okay. I thought that was spike ball. Oh, I don't know. That was, I just, no one else laughed, but Kevin, that was an A plus. Little little wordplay there. All right, so all right, Vert goes flying through the air, sailing over the heads. Yes, landing yes. next to, close to. Let's let's debate that landing a little bit. Um, okay, can you give me a acrobatics check? Can do. Oh, we can. All that oh, is friends. going to be a twenty-two. Yeah, no, you're good. You've been you, really, you've been really lucky. So that. yeah, uh, Vert, you you uh, grab the pole on your way down, and you swing off of it, and then do like a like a spinny like landing, and then it's really cool. And can you guys just roll low for like once? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Can I, 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 can, I can craft all these scenarios in the dark places in my mind where you guys are, like, horribly maimed, but no one's being horribly maimed. Well, eh, sorry. Not for lack of trying. We keep trying to put ourselves in really dumb situations. All right, yeah, I'll horribly it's... maim you on purpose next time. Oh, okay. And that's a promise. <laughs> all right, no, uh, Vert, you stuck the landing. You are, uh, I assume you're just outside of the Orb of Magical Darkness. Uh, so you can do pretty much whatever you wanted to do there, bud. All right. Um, gonna walk forward. I can kind of tell where the um cage should be. Yeah. Um. Let's say okay. like the outermost. Well, I guess it's up to Twilight. Really, how much cage is concealed? You said the whole thing, right? How big's the cage? Uh. 10 feet by 10 feet? Yeah, it covers the... The spell can cover up to 15-foot radius, but because I started her in the corner and I made the spell emanate off of Gerhardt, um, 
it does cover the cage and also some space behind it as well. Okay. So yeah, whole cage is concealed. Yeah. Okay. But I, 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 Twilight goes, she's in that corner. All right. Vert's going to walk over to the spot that Twilight pointed out. Okay. And is going to uh, whisper, give me your hand. Where, where are you? Um, he's tapping gently on one of the um, the bars. And you feel the tender, soft, silky hand of a little girl in your hand. And All right. right as right as that happens, you hear at the door of the room, Enough! The and second that that word enough happens both of us are going to go invisible. Okay. Uh, I believe that just auto-succeeds off your twin spell, right? Yes. Thought so. So yeah, you and Gerhardt are invisible in a dome of darkness, and standing in the doorway, right next to you, Torin, is Ingdok. That, and, um... That spiky he... fellow's been causing some real problems. <laughs> you can trust me. That's not even a that's not even a deception. That's true to what happened. Congratulations, you told the truth. <laughs> Whoa, that's like a first on this one. That's really weird and uncomfortable. Maybe now you guys will start rolling crap too. Um Yeah, Ingdok's Ingdok's form marches right into the middle of the pack here, um, between Henry and Aganok. And you see an axe come down as the stick drives upward, and it goes right through Ingdok's form, which is just wavery, and then it vanishes. And then they both stand there. Like. Oh shit. And I feel like that's a pretty good stopping point. So, what were you two talking about anyway? Oh, nothing. Just, uh... Amelia looks like somebody I used to know in true reality. You mean you knew her when you were plugged in? Mm, not exactly. She just, uh... She, she looks like an ex of mine. No. What was that? Nothing. I just, I get it. It's not easy seeing someone that you thought you lost. Yeah. I guess not. How about you, Mitch? How, how did your training with Yang go? It was fine. He told me I need to take a more active role in his resistance, apparently. I just thought he wanted me for my words. Are you gonna be okay? I'm I mean... fine. I'm fine. I mean, okay, look, I'm fine. Listen, oh, I've got... Some work to do. If you don't mind, I just want to spend some time in my room. Hey, you don't have to go. Let him you go. Don't want What's the shocking hell, Kev? Why are you stopping he me? He wants some space. Him? We should give him the space. Go ahead, Mitch. Oh, thanks, Kev. I uh, I gotta go meet up with Yang again. Anyway, I guess. Uh, Manny. Yeah. Make sure you get your dogs used to that new gear that Yang's building for you. Uh, train them right. Uh, sure. I mean, I've already been doing that, but... Thanks, Manny. I'll see you guys later. Yeah.
rapide, elle est en Dear listeners, a reminder that next month we will be celebrating our pre-approved freedoms as we continue to look back at our history. Now, as I've said before, our country was once known as America, the land of the free. This freedom was liberally celebrated with violent explosions, meat roast, and the consumption of a vast amount of alcohol. We here at Potterblatt Corporation's cherished traditions. And as such, incoming, we have a new community event. Oh, we're going to bring back this Freedom Day at the end of next month in honor of the history that brought us to our current state. Oh, and a reminder for those who are celebrating Pride Month, do kindly remember we have specifically allocated your sexual expression to this month. You get an entire month of which we have already received criticism from some of our more conservative board members. They're worried about all the tentacles, but but do not worry. Much like the Duraki of years long gone, we will be steadfast in supporting your annually allocated freedom. Stay tuned for the sounds of celebratory drinking, glittery explosions, all as we ring in the end of this wonderful month. Thank you, and keep living your truth. Hey, Jmork again, with one more announcement. As you all may know, we have another live show coming up at BlurredCon in the Hyattsville at Crystal City, Virginia. Uh, Kylo is running all over my desk, so I'm going to apologize right now for that noise. He just really wants attention. But yeah, we have a live show coming up. Uh, we're extremely excited. It's going to be an entirely different script from our last live show at Escape Velocity Con, and we're also producing all new merch for it. We have had some of you reach out to us and say and wonder where you can get this merch. Well, after this next live show, we are going to make it available on our online stores. Uh, we have a few stores because we have a few places where we get everything produced. But for your convenience, those links will be available directly on our website. So please keep an eye out. And also, I just wanted to say a quick moment to well, say thank you to all of you. Uh, we have seen a lot more listeners this month and a lot more supporters. And it's because of all of you who have not only been taking the time to listen to the podcast, but also taking the time to share our Facebook posts and comment and engage with the community. You all are why we're still going strong, and you all are why uh, we're actually launching a new show this coming month, starting next month on Wednesdays. I think during the second week in July, uh, we are going to be streaming uh, live a new show called Twilight's Terrors, where Twilight themselves uh, is transported to our world and starts playing horror games. And as you all know, Twilight probably would not do very well with that. Currently, the first game is Until Dawn. And if you want to suggest a game for Twilight, you certainly can by joining our official Facebook group, TFU Official Group, or by tagging us on Twitter, Instagram, or what have you, at TFUcast with the hashtag Twilight's 
terrors. So by all means, keep an eye out. Keep listening. Thank you again for your support. And uh, I guess that's it from me. The next episode will be in two weeks. So I think we're actually looking at this next episode dropping during the first week of July. So July 5th. And it should be on schedule. So, yep, that's it. Thank you. And remember, the overseers are always watching.